Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fetch, 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 bitch. Naomi and Danielle. Fetch, 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 bitch. Thanks for listening. Ha, ha, ha. Fetch, 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 bitch. Time to have a chat about what a lovely year we've had or something else like that. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells. Hello. Hello. Um, my name's Naomi. And I'm Danielle. And this is Batch Bitch. It's the podcast where um, we talk about reality TV. And I don't know how we've done it, Danielle, but we've run out of reality TV. I know. Well, we actually haven't because I've watched a lot of that TV show, Love on the Spectrum, which is the greatest show in the world. What is this show? You told I told you about, about it, it last week. Okay, yeah. don't yell at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I miss having you here because you're the only friend that I really treat like a sibling where you go immediately to anger. You know, <laughs> I think that's a vibe I give off because I've noticed that a lot of people do that with me. <laughs> and then I'm like, why are you yelling at me? So either I am very confrontational or people just look at me and they go, yeah, sh- she's going to fucking cop it. <laughs> so that's my well, thing. <laughs> um, what's love on the island? Love on the spectrum. It's just about a bunch of people who are on the spectrum going on dates and trying to find love. And then some are people who are on the spectrum in couples and it's, so good to watch. I told you last time we talked as well that I've I keep on self-diagnosing myself. As on the um, spectrum? Yes, cuz everybody I'm like, "Well, that's me. That's me. <laughs> that lady's me." I think probably more people are on the spectrum than know about it. Actually, apparently women yeah. get diagnosed way less. Yeah, well, because I think I think it's like a thing that they talk about, not not on the show, but and this could be completely wrong, and I might be saying something completely fucked, but I think it's something that I heard somewhere was that like because like women are sort of like expected to sort of navigate social situations much better than men anyway, like even like people who are on the spectrum who can't read social cues who are women still understand like the ins and outs of society a bit better than like their male counterparts but that could be completely wrong that I've just picked up somewhere and I'm just spouting no I heard that too it's interesting that yet again women are just better than men (laughs) (laughs) at everything even in your words having autism um is it a good show oh it's the best it's it's so wonderful it's like the opposite of maths Ooh. Like, I didn't end up with anxiety after it at all. I more felt like I'd had a warm hug and I'd had a few giggles and it was good <laughs> and I liked it. Well, that was, I'm sad I didn't see it. What a great show that would be for us to review and just go, this was nice. It's on ABC. <laughs> it's just sweet. Everybody's so wholesome. Um, I got a message that said that they were unhappy that we're too mean these days. Ah, what, to each other? 
No, like to other people. Oh. Messaging, I'm sorry to... are we too mean? I said they were probably referring to you going after Carlin for getting a divorce. Okay, how dare you throw me under and the bus I like that? And I defended him. So I'm actually the nice girl of the podcast and you're the bitch. Okay, I was just saying the whole time <laughs> that I think... We all know what I was saying, so I don't even need to go over it again. <laughs> we're not doing it again. I have no... I do not care that Carlin is a divorced man. But the thing is, he's actually not a divorced man. He's still married. The separation was very recent. I feel like... Mm-hmm. I feel like go... now. I feel like go soul searching. Yeah, that's true. He could be divorced now. Well, fingers crossed. You saw that... I noticed you saw that bank ad that he was in. Yes. I sent you a screenshot. Did it um, convince you to (laughs) engage with the product? Um, no. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Honestly, I didn't focus on the product at all. I didn't know that it was a bank ad. I just sent a a screenshot. I don't know. We can't be I felt sure. Like it was him sitting in front of a laptop. That looked, that's, honestly, that sounds like a bank ad though, doesn't it? Uh, doesn't it? The marketing it d- is strong in the banking that's, area. That is true. How, how, how have you been, what have you been doing in LA? Oh, oh, Danielle, I've been living the high life. Oh my God. I'm a star now, unfortunately. I'm not coming mm-hmm. back because I'm a movie star. Um, oh. But no, What movie actually, are you in? Um, uh, I can't think of anything. Honestly, I've just been going on roller coasters. <laughs> okay, very I've fun. I've gone on so many roller coasters. <laughs> I've been to so many theme parks, Danielle. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy over here. That does sound fun. It. It's fun. I oh. went to Disneyland famously. I don't think we've talked since then. That feels like a lifetime ago to me now. Yes. Um, which was maybe some of the happiest days of my life. What they say is true about it being the happiest place on earth. I have to yeah. say, wow. It is fun. I would like to go to the, I don't know if, is the American one? Because aren't they all built the same? So is the American one bigger than the like Paris one or the Tokyo one or whatever? Uh, Are they all, because they're, they're, all... defi- they're not identical, I don't think. I think they're some of the same rides. I've been to the Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, and it was definitely different. But the Hong Kong one, um, it's a bit changed. So it's they make it a bit Asian so that it's not... Because if it was entirely American, then I think... I think that's the problem they had with Paris Disney is that it was too... Amer- I don't know. One of, the pro- one of them, maybe it was the one in China. They had a problem with it because it was too American and everyone was like, fuck off. So then they try and like mix it up a bit. So it's got like in Hong Kong, it's all like, um, you know, like local cuisine and stuff. And I just remember seeing, like, um, Darth Vader. Like, they did, like, a reenactment of something, and it was Darth Vader and Rey. And Darth Vader was, like, his voice. It was, like, I, I, uh, you know, how he talks. Um, <laughs> and then Rey was just speaking Cantonese. And I was, like, this is sick. I can only <laughs> understand half of what's going on. So it was a beautiful blend of cultures. But the American one is just, like, fully American. There's just, like, huge turkey legs that you can get. Um, we went to Star Wars land. Um, yeah. And, and the woman was really passive-aggressive at me because I didn't bring my passport. Um, if you're – just a tip. If you're not American, then you got to bring your passport as ID in Disneyland or they will be passive-aggressive at you and pretend that it's fun. Um and that will make you sad. 
Um, I'm trying to remember what else happened at Disneyland. I don't know. I just remember being really happy. I got cynical at one point. They were like lighting up the castle, you know, like Cinderella's castle, the main one. Yeah, the castle. They were like lighting it up and I turned around to my friends and as I was turning around, I was like, you know, if they really cared. They'd... And as I turned around, I like looked behind me and I saw that it started snowing out of like the poles. And so I like <laughs> cut myself off mid I was like, if they really cared, they it's snowing. <laughs> 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 and that was like the whole day you couldn't I couldn't be cynical because it was everything was just so beautiful and um I made a friend um a Ooh. single rider his name was Jim yeah um and he was like in his 50s I think and then I was like hi Jim and he was like hi and then I was like oh my dad's name's Jim and he's like oh you like him and I was like not really and he was like ha 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 I get it <laughs> And then at the end, he was like, and then we had our hands up on the ride the whole time. And then at the end, he was like, bye, Natalie. And I was like, bye, Jim. <laughs> um, so that's the friend I made. Um, yeah, it's just a fun time. That that does sound fun. Yeah. Um, and then also another, I saw Will Smith in the flesh. Oh, where? At Disneyland? I, was he I doing something for the where. genie? It was... It was somewhere where he belonged and that I was somehow allowed into the same place. But he okay. was there. Yeah, I can't. And then, and then I can't, I can't say any of these. Okay, I'm going to have to beep these out because I feel weird saying it. But somehow I made my way into like a Hollywood party and I'm just going to tell you some of the people that I saw in the flesh. Okay, I'm running okay. out of time. Okay. I, so it was, um, it was party. Do you know I don't know him? who that is. Okay. No. Um uh so the people I saw were um Yep. That is Zach- that's a big that's a biggie. Whoa. Wow, she is great. Ooh. That ooh. <laughs> ooh, we get <laughs> and many others that were slightly less famous than that. Danielle, you are not responding the way I thought you were. Those are huge names. Yeah, I know. They're humongous names. But I just feel weird about famous people because I, like, (laughs) I'm, I just sort of, I'm like, well, that's, that's cool. But I can't respond more than that. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, they're, they're cool. They're cool people. But also, I know if I chatted with them, it would be the worst because well, I cannot chat with strangers. That's the thing. I got there and I saw these people and they're like standing two meters away from me talking like they're normal people to each other, like that's legal. And then I was like, well, I have to get really drunk because I can't just stand near these people and pretend it's normal. So then I just drank so many cocktails that I got fucking wasted out of my mind. And most- would love that. He'd love to talk to you drunk. That would be his favorite thing. I know. Well, if no, I know, I didn't. I didn't want. And I, I think want- I do. Well, you got to stop saying their name. Oh, sorry. Keep beeping it out. <laughs> um, I can't betray the confidence of this inner circle that I'm now in. No, I'm not. But uh, I was so I got I so drunk. The most famous person that I actually talked to was um I don't know who that is. If you looked him up, you would know who he is. Anyway, drunk out of my mind, I meet 
his friend who's the person I talk to the most when I'm so drunk is like this British guy who's like what whatever he like knows him from like the west end or something he like and I was like I thought I was like joking around with this guy worst thing I could possibly do I was being myself while drunk oh Big no mistake. and we're like laughing I think we're having a hilarious time and Mark's standing next to me and then I like I make one joke and Mark goes Naomi like I just said like the meanest thing in the world and I can't remember <laughs> I can't remember what I said to this guy I like followed him on Instagram I had to go back and unfollow him because I was worried he was going to be like oh remember that drunk Australian at that party a how did she get in b let's go look at her Instagram and think about how much of a little bitch she is and how we're not going to let her make it in this town I was like so paranoid about it afterwards I thought we were having fun but the fact that Mark was surprised by what I'd said I assume um, then that you were just arguing with this man no, I was just like making jokes. I think I was just like it's just like a gentle ribbing, like something about being British or something. Did I you ask? Really, did you what? ask Mark what what you said? No, I didn't even want to know. I, <laughs> I was like, it's better that I just let this go, and I just have no evidence of what I said to him. <laughs> but he, he was laughing a lot. But I'm not sure. If, you know how like people talk about like women laugh at men's jokes because they don't want to get murdered. I'm worried and that he was just laughing because he was like, how do I get out of this quickest? It's if I just laugh along and then I can make a run for it. But I think I just got excited because he was British and everyone else um, is American and I don't know how to talk to Americans properly. Are they... Are what, no. And is I was it like, just ah, they're one all, of us. Is it because they're all so confident? Is that why? Because you said that they don't do self-deprecation or something. Well, yeah, they have self-esteem. But, I mean, also most of them were, like, famous anyway, so I didn't want to talk to anyone because I, didn't, uh, I yep. was like, I'm not talking to these. What would I say? This isn't for me. Um, but anyway, I talked to my friend who actually knows people like that and they were like, yeah, the first, like, ten Hollywood parties I went to, I just got, like, absolutely wasted because of the people who were there. So I don't think I'm alone in doing this, um, but I – but. I, I learned well, my lesson at least in somewhere that like I was just a little straggler like no I'm not even supposed to be there it's fine because no one has any reason to know who I am or remember me so I think I got away with it pretty well well I mean one Hollywood party down nine to go and then you'll be normal <laughs> so- uh bold of you to assume there will be at least nine more Hollywood parties for me <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at some point in your, it might take until you're sixty. I didn't specify <laughs> a time frame. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Fuck. Um. But uh, yeah, no. So that was that was pretty. That was um. I thought it would be cool, but it was just anxiety inducing. And then the people that I did like the people that I could talk to like I was talking to this one woman and then like these other like actors these like guys are like comparing their watches they're like Rolexes or whatever the fuck they wear and then yeah. she's like she's like men and their watches right it's like who cares and I was like I've never known any man with a watch <laughs> in my life you've never know known a man with the- a watch well, like with a watch that he would talk about, like a watch yeah. that cost money, that I was I like, feel this like, is not relatable. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I feel like every boy who wears a watch, it's usually one of those like Casio watches. Yes. Yeah, or, it's only Casio. 
<laughs> Only Casio or like they've listened to a lot of podcasts and have an MVMT watch. Yeah, Yeah, those MVMT watches and like every podcaster in Australia that week just having exactly the same watch because they got them as a gift. Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. Anyway, so I do not recommend going to a Hollywood party if you were invited to one unless you really don't care. I mean, Danielle, maybe you could handle it because you don't seem like you care at all, to be honest. Well, I just, I feel like um, I'm not going to, I just feel like I'm bad at talking to strangers, so I'm not even going to try. Um, yeah. I, I really struggle with it. I feel like I, I, even when I talk to people I know, the next two days after I've had a conversation, I'm like going over in my head, was I embarrassing? Did I say something that I'm embarrassed? I, like, did I talk too much? Did I not talk enough? It's horrible. So yeah. if I'm talking to somebody who I've seen in something, like in a movie, who I admired, then I'm absolutely just going to start talking about, like, I'm, I'm going to be, because the thing is, I don't even go super weird, Danielle, when I'm talking to people I don't know. I go super boring and I just be yeah. like, I'll like I mean, shut off. Safe. Yeah, but it's like. It, I'd be like a person that people at the party would be like, if you talk to that person, like it's I've never talked to anybody more boring. It would become like a thing where people would send other people over to me to get bored. Because I can't. I dare you to go over there and get bored. I dare you. I can't talk to people. Anyway, I got I, I have gotten into, I've got a big thing this week that I've, I've quite gotten into, which is, is carnivorous it? plants. Oh, God, not this. All right. And. <laughs> what? Danielle is holding up a carnivorous plant. It is a, what do you call that? What's this called? It's, I think it's called a Saracenia. I don't know how you pronounce it, but that's how I pronounce it. And like I'm going to get more. It's beautiful. I love them. They're Whatever, called trumpets. They flies or something? Yeah, it eats flies or bugs or anything that slips down in there. It can eat small frogs if a frog gets in there. So uh, it's but got a, a frog flap over it, but I'm imagining that doesn't move, and it's just that bugs go inside it, and then they can't get out, or they get sticky or something. Is that what it is? Yeah, they sort of like eat, eat the eat the like sticky stuff on the back of it, and then they slide down the tube and get stuck in the water down the bottom. Um, <laughs> I'll put a photo up on the Instagram. They're very cute. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm gonna get more carnivorous plants when I move into well, because me and John are moving. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get, I'm excited. I'm going to get a, a Nepenthe, which is, it looks pretty cool. It's like a plant and it has big sort of like tubes that hang down under, underneath it. I'm quite excited for one of those. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'll get some Venus flytraps, but I feel like I'm kind of into the Saracenias. I feel like they look so beautiful. They're bright colors. You can get them in heaps of different colors too, like purple, um, and white. I love them. That's beautiful. I, you know, I used to have my family used to have Venus flytrap. Did you they? Thought about getting one of those. I have. Um, I just feel like they're not as like fun as these. Are you kidding? What do you mean they're not as fun? No. Well, because they they're move. So, yeah, I know, but they're like they're quite a bit smaller until they like it takes them a while to get really big, um, and you can. Like, you're only supposed to feed them, like, maximum, like, two traps at a time. Because if not, it's too much for them to handle. Um, <laughs> two traps worth. 
Yeah, and I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think I'll I think I'll get can you one feed eventually. A, feed a slide trap. Yeah. You can mm. you can YouTube it. People put like get My a fly and they get tweezers and put the fly into the fly trap. My sister used to just like just touch it so it would close up, which was I assume really bad. Yeah, it's quite well. I mean, it's fine if like it's just one trap, but if the fly trap has too many traps closed at once, and like shutting the traps uses a lot of energy. Mm. Um, so it's not. It doesn't seem like it's like the best thing. Why did you get upset at me when I said that this is your villain origin story? Um, because I'm not a villain. I'm simply <laughs> a mother to plants. Okay. It's. I'm just saying there's a big likelihood that this will turn into a um, little shop of horrors, if you will, and you will have a huge plant and it will start eating everyone. It and can't. Like a, poi- a poison ivy type figure. They can't get that big. What if they have they- some sort of reaction with the all the like hyaluronic acid or like something, some sort of skincare thing, you accidentally leave it out, it spills on the plant, the plant blows up, eats Jono. Jono's got, he's first to go. It won't eat you because okay. you are mother. Well, I murder the plant I come because over, it, it cannot kill Jono. <laughs> if it kills Jono, I'll kill the plant, okay? Wow. However, if the plant if kills me? needs, I mean, I'd also be upset. <laughs> Would you kill the plant? Yes, I'd kill the plant. I'd kill the plant I'd, if it ate you. Oh, my God. I'd, okay. I'd cut, I'd cut you out of the plant before it had time to dissolve you, to digest you. Whatever. I'd cut you out Whatever and I'd cut Tazo out and I'd save the day. But in the meantime, um, I, I just got this giant plant. I just keep it in a room and I put my enemies in the room. I don't know many enemies, <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, we can do political people who we don't like, I guess. Put Who's them in your the room. enemy? Put someone in the room, Danielle. Who do you put in the room? Um, there's this lady who makes bad coffee for me at the Woolworths. Yeah, she's got to die. <laughs> yeah, I guess I make put her she's, in there. She's gone. She's dead. Um, is that the closest thing you have to an enemy? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> what does that mean? What is that face? I don't know. Uh, I do don't... you want an enemy? Well, it's hard because you know in your head sometimes how you get anxious and then you think everybody hates you. So you're not sure yeah. if you have enemies or not because you just immediately go, well, I, if you don't I like me, think, then I don't like you. I used to think you hated me. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> we do fight. <laughs> no. No, I mean like years ago. But what do you mean? I got I you like into comedy. I feel like we about this. Huh? Yeah, I know. We've, we've talked about this before. I mean, I didn't get you into comedy, but, like, I messaged you after the first gig I did with you and was like, come to all these gigs. You, you encouraged me. Lest I be stuck just doing gigs at Monash University, you got me into the open well, mic that scene, been, which was notoriously that, good for my life and my health. And now you don't do it anymore, so it seems like <laughs> that was a bit of a lie. <laughs> And I've never been better. Um, yeah, well, um, I actually, sorry to brag, but I was meditating and then the track was like, think of someone you dislike. And I couldn't think of anyone. 
Isn't that amazing? That's nice. For two of That's the really meanest nice. podcasters in the world, it's amazing that we actually have no enemies. That's true. I think maybe my enemy would be, um, oh, maybe, you know what I would do <laughs> is if I, I would find out what the worst, um, like, invasive species is of, like, insect or bug in Victoria that lives near me and I would go out and try and catch them all and feed them to the Saracenia. That's what I would do. Couldn't you just kill them? Why do you got to feed them to the plant? You can just do well, that now without a big plant. Yeah, I know, but I also just want to get rid of these invasive species and I'm just chucking everything in there. <laughs> I'm like, open your mouth and I'm chucking Indian minor birds in. I'm chucking heaps oh, of yeah. stuff in. Fuck those birds, man. You know what Indian minor birds do? They go into nests um, with, like, eggs in them with little baby eggs and they just fucking piff the eggs out. <laughs> yeah, they're rude. Rude. It's Very rude. rude. They're the um, rudest birds in the world. And they're going in the plant. Yep. I'll throw them in. I'll piff them in. It's good on you. It's a, they're the ones who will get piffed. Is this a good podcast? <laughs> yep. We've really had a bad issue with um, running out of things to do. But, you know, I really, figure we that should we have so much to talk about. Well, I we figure we're not going to do another podcast now until like after Christmas. Because, I mean, next week I go to Townsville. Oh, and I'm shit. probably not going to take all my mics and s- the mics and stuff up there. But I guess I mean, if I we did it on. The Sunday would be all right. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to watch another reality TV show in between now and then. So You know what I'm worried about? I'm worried that I will be shooting my show when um, maths is on and I won't well, be able to watch it. You're going to have to. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you're going to have to. It's so hard to choose between put throwing myself, you know, into this big break, this television show, or into watching Married at First Sight for four and four and five hours a week. See, I reckon you're gonna have like I think you'll be fine because <laughs> you you know how much downtime you get on set. It's what? you know like when you're on set and it's just like the whole day is waiting. I'm one of the main characters, Danielle. Yeah, but they're still, like, setting up shots and stuff. And, like, other times there's, like, scenes without you in it where there's just, like, a setup shot. You want me to just take my laptop in and in the breaks instead of, you know, learning my, like, making sure I know my lines and stuff. You want me to watch Married at First Sight and stress myself out. If you <laughs> want to put it that way, then yes. <laughs> No, you'll, you'll, I absolutely guarantee you'll watch it because you'll finish work and you'll be a bit hyped or whatever and then you'll, or, and you won't be able to sleep and you'll watch maths. <laughs> okay, um, we'll see how we go. I guarantee nothing. <laughs> um, it's amazing you pushed this on me, but, um, what was it, a month ago you were like, if there's ever a podcast you can't do, I can just get someone else. That, I mean, sure. <laughs> Sh- sure. I meant like because you're overseas. If you're in Australia, you got yeah. no excuse. 
no excuse. I'm so busier in Australia than I am here. The I was going to go to Korean spa today. The only reason I didn't go is because of this podcast. Well, good because you, seemingly Korean things have not been good for you the last few days. Because yes. yesterday we were supposed to record the soup and then you ate an <laughs> old Korean soup and you got food poisoning. Yes, we were supposed to record the soup and then I ate some old soup. You know, I'm not even actually convinced it was food poisoning. I think I just convinced myself that I had poisoned myself and made myself feel really sick because I didn't actually throw up. Yeah, well, I mean, it did sound gross as shit what you did to yourself. <laughs> It was a soup. Okay, I went to a restaurant. Someone was like, order the soup. And I was like, I don't like soup. And then they were like, it's good. So then I got the soup. Didn't eat any of the soup. But you, when you get the soup, you crack a raw egg into the soup. That was my concern, is that the raw egg, it's supposed to cook in the soup. But it's not like I broke the egg up. Do you know what I mean? Like the yolk was still yeah. intact, still semi-raw. And then three <clears throat> days later, I'm eating it. I'm like, this. I'm fucking myself up. Like, my tummy was, like, going, what? But I honestly think that I inflicted it on myself in my brain. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I get weird about egg. I would never have cracked the initial egg into the soup. I was just doing what everyone else was doing. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucking sheep. I'm a follower. <laughs> Name first... one podcast where you haven't blown your nose. <laughs> uh... Do... <laughs> Uh, Josh Earl's podcast, Don't You Know Who I Am? <laughs> oh, okay. I, uh, you'll do it on, you'll save it when you're on another podcast. Well, there's no tissues in the room. He never has oh, tissues okay. in the studio. Um, calling out Josh Earl. Josh Earl, you are cancelled for not having tissues in the studio. <laughs> there we go. I did it. <laughs> Very I good. Someone to, I got to find someone to cancel. Outside of these reality television shows, I've got nothing. I've got no one. Naomi, we're not allowed to cancel people anymore because we're the meanest people. I think we can cancel people. I think we just got to stop um, saying bad things about everyone's appearances. Well, that, yeah, okay. Well, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Fine. No, no, dear listener, that your um, comment is duly noted. We are not above constructive criticism. Um, Danielle, what else is going on? Um, There's got to be something. Well, uh, I've <laughs> just been, uh, I'm going home for Christmas. So there's that. Yeah. What are you going to do in Townsville? Um, well, we get in on the 23rd and we leave on the 29th. And my mum seemingly has a lot of stuff planned, which is a bit scary for me. Um, because I would like to kind of have like a chill time away um Mm -hmm. but seemingly we're going to be going somewhere every single day Um, where do you go in townsville well we'll be going to up to like the the rangers and up to wallerman falls and different mostly we're going to different waterfalls if i'm honest have Um, you seen these waterfalls before i mean i have but mum is in love with jono and wants to show him those things. The issue, Get though, is that... woman in love with Jono. Get, <laughs> you know what I say? Mrs. Walker, that's probably not her last name. No. Nope. Get in line. Get in yeah. line. Yeah, mum. Get behind me. He's mine, mum. And um, me. I mean, he's okay. my best friend. Which, okay. That, um, he that, loves to tell me every time I see him. He goes, hey, Naomi, you're my best friend. I just think everyone should know that. 
That's very nice. Um, you seem I, threatened. I mean, I thought I was his best friend, but, you know, <laughs> I know he says that to everyone, so you never know where you stand. Um, yeah, well, he actually doesn't. He only says it to me. Okay. But well, anyway, I mean, what were you saying? Um, I would like to tell mum that he, he doesn't care about natural formations, that mm-hmm. he thinks he thinks cities are pretty. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. You know, I like my forms man-made. That's my yeah, impression he, of John. He doesn't find nature pretty. <laughs> <laughs> what? He doesn't think nature is. He's just like it's fine. It's just. What trees does he think of your fifty plants? He likes them, but I mean, the thing is, he's he sort of says he's like. I think it's because I grew up in Tasmania and it's so beautiful there that I just don't really think anything's pretty because I've seen all the pretty stuff. Oh, yeah, I feel that. I didn't used to. But then I didn't used to appreciate, like, trees and shit because I used to live in the bush. And now I'm like, oh, wow, what I wouldn't give for a little house in With the a little tree. forest. With one tree. One house, one tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I need, baby. Um, well, yeah, that'll be I'm fun excited to. You. I'm actually excited to go out to my nana and granddad's because um, I'll get to catch up with them. But also, there's this emu tree. I don't know if I've told you about the emu tree before. It's this tree that's like it grows out of the ground and then suddenly it bends on like a. What d- degree angle is that? Like a right angle? Like, is that yeah. 90 degrees? Yeah. It's a pure. It goes 90 degrees. It goes across for like. 30 centimeters and then it goes 90 degrees straight up again so it looks like an an emu um and on the back of the on the back bit of the emu there's like a hole in the tree a hollow and there's water in there and there's a little frog that lives in there and i'm excited to go see the frog lives in the tree yeah okay i didn't expect to actually find that interesting to be honest but that is sick it's great (laughs) And there's always been a frog in the tree. Nana says that the frog dies and then a new one moves in and then it dies and then a new one moves in. So there's always like, I get, it's not like often the frog dies, but you know, a frog, a frog <laughs> dies and a new one comes. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. The hole in the tree though, over the years is slowly getting smaller. So eventually oh no. I'm worried that the hole will close over and like there'll just be a frog trying to get out. Because there was one frog that was too big once that it couldn't get out. <laughs> I'm like, how 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 quick is this whole closing over that you're gonna get in and then be like, whoop! Now I can't get out. I. Well, I mean, I think that the frogs just like it has a nice time though, because we go there sometimes. You go check on the frog at night time, <laughs> and it used to like sit out on the ledge at night time, and then it go back into the like the tree swamp for the day. But I think like it gets harder and harder to get in and out for the frog. I don't know. The tree's been there for as long as Nana and Granddad have lived there, which is since I was a small child. So they've probably been there for like 20 years now. What's the diameter of this tree? <clears throat> um, I'm going to say cuz it's like a scraggly gum. I'm going to that's what we call them. I don't know if that's what they're actually called. Um, I'm going to say it's maybe about like a tw- 20 centimeter diameter. Okay. It's very spindly. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> Just laughing at us talking about a fucking tree for five minutes. 
Well, it's a pretty cool tree. I'll send you a photo. I would love a photo. Do you have a photo of the tree? No, I said I'll take one when I go up there. Okay, well, that well, I mean, I think at this point we're all dying for a picture of the tree. I, for one, would love to see um, the frog in the tree. Yes, I'll try and get the frog in the tree. Um, I'm hoping that nobody that the frog is still alive at the moment, or that the hole hasn't like closed too small because I haven't been up in like two years. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see it. I've been thinking about it ever since. Like, I've been thinking because it's getting closer to going up there. I've been thinking about the emu tree for, like, three weeks, like, once a day. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about it until you get there. I want to see if there's a frog in it or if there's a frog stuck in it. That would be very yeah. sad to me. Yeah, I hope it's all right. Um, You know what's a good show, actually, that I've been watching? What? High School Musical, the musical, the series. What? Can you, sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> High School Musical. The musical, mm-hmm. the series. Mm-hmm. Too many names. Best show I've ever seen. Okay, I'm a big high school musical fan. Um, perfect time for me to be reunited with the songs. Um, it is like a mockumentary style. So it's like it's like a teen like comedy, you know, it's like there's there's drama happening, but it's not super serious. And then like in the first two minutes, you just get this fucking talking head of this guy being like, I really want to try out for the musical, but I don't know how well I'll do. And it gives you so much shell shock. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Um, and it continues like that. And there's a mix of um, songs from High School Musical and um, original songs. And the premise is that it's the actual high school that they filmed High School Musical in, but that school is doing a performance of High School Musical at that school. Oh, my God. <laughs> this sounds like if in the meeting when they're discussing making the show, there's a lot of questions because uh, it's, it's very confusing. Um, Yeah, it's meta. It's so good. I love it. The teenagers actually look like teenagers which was very comforting for me because I looked at them and I went, oh, it's kids. And it turns out they're like 18 or something. But I've watched other shows that are set in high school and I'm like, why am I attracted to this supposed teenager? And then I look him up and he's 26. And then I am like, oh, right. They don't cast kids in television shows anymore. But they've got real kids in this one, which is great because their acting is just a little bit shit and that makes it even more fun. That's good. Oh, yeah, I hate seeing full adults in... I used to think that teenagers in America age differently because in shows they always look so much older and I just thought they aged differently because also my school, I do have a theory, the school that I went to, we were the oldest grade every year, we were like the foundation grade, so when I did year eight, it was just my grade and then when I did year nine, it was year eight and nine. And yes, you we know, remember. We'll, yes, okay, sorry to explain <laughs> it to you again. Uh, famously, um, we have discussed it on the podcast. Sorry, I don't know if I've talked about this then. I all like every boy I went to school with was like, and like I, I feel like girls age differently to boys or whatever, like physically and mentally. But like, um, all the boys that I went to school with, when we finished year twelve, they all still looked like weedy, weedy little boys. But all the other high schools around that had like lots, like people in grades above, um, they all looked like full-grown men um Mm. and I have a 
I have a theory that so when you plant corn, um, <laughs> you've got you've got to plant corn. <laughs> you've got to plant corn. And here's in why like, men are like corn. Here we go. <laughs> so you've got to plant corn in like a square so the root system can feed off each other, and then the corn cobs will get filled out properly. Um, and you can't so you grow need corn. Space. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, you need heap. You need to grow heaps of corn together. So you need to grow like a square of corn. Oh, so the root- okay. You can't right, just grow okay. corn in a straight line or grow like two corns together. It's not going to work. You need them to all work, <laughs> like use. And I think well, maybe we that, that in a high school with other teenage boys that are older than them, they can all feed off each other's like pheromones, their bodies can or something, and that helps them to like <laughs> develop. Because we had these weedy little like half filled out corn kernel boys at my school. So. <laughs> Um, that's my that's theory. What the, that's what the guys are like in this show because they've done like most of puberty, so they've shot up and they're lanky and they've got like a little bit of muscle. But you know, you know, in that weird phase where they're just like they kind of look like they're an adult, but so it's something's missing. Yeah, yeah. And they just got to thicken up. <clears throat> yeah, they've got the they're, face of children, spindly. and their body is still very yeah. It's like everything's long. Even, like the muscles are long and it's like they sort of have a muscle but it's not really like a muscle it's more just like a, a a ligament that you can see poking out of their body yeah like they're like some sort of toy skeleton that you still have to put in water to like thicken it up yeah that's exactly it so you gotta watch it to see all these spindly little boys <laughs> <laughs> i guess because boys have to go through like a like their growth spurt is probably a lot bigger than most girls usually is is it? Well, I assume so because we all come from being babies, but then some men end up being like six foot something. I am the size of like a of a grade six student. Yep. I don't believe I ever had a growth spurt. I guess my growth spurt could be when I grew tits. Yeah. Everybody has growth <laughs> spurts in different ways. Which is like you eight or nine, I think they came in. That's nice. I, yeah, I remember when nine. a boy in my school called them mosquito bites. That's rude. Yeah. Um, to be fair, they did look like mosquito bites at the time. They do when you first start getting them. I mean, and you got to start somewhere, and it starts in the middle. It's I yeah I don't understand how they get so puckered. <laughs> and what and, do you mean? Like the the nipple when it's just, just the nipple. Yeah, the nipple just puffs up when you're a teenage girl, and then you've just, and then you're always like, because your mum, my mum wouldn't buy me a little bra for my little nipples. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then mum I just buy want, me a little bra for my little nipples. I just please. You know how you you just basically want to like strap them down so nobody knows that they're that they exist because through your school yeah, uniform people can see shape. them. No. Yeah, I my mum got me bras at Christmas, which is like as a Christmas present, like you got to get the bra when you get the bra. But also, I was too shy to tell mum about it, so she obviously got to Christmas and was like, "We gotta get this girl a bra." But I remember like yeah. before that, once I just like taped them so they would have some support. Like they were very big, but I was like, <laughs> they need. They feel like they're bouncing too much. They're like these little <laughs> tissue discs. So I like got tape and like taped them up or taped them down one day, and I was like. This was what it'd be like to have a bra, probably. <laughs> oh, well, can't bring that up. That'd be humiliating. <laughs> so shout out to my mum for just handling that without us having to talk about it. Yeah, I remember my not liking... My little triple liking... A bra. <laughs> Aww. 
I remember not hey, liking I eventually going... got to see. <laughs> um, oh, very good. Thank you. I was going to... That's... It's... I got a small back. I thought... I mean, that sounded like a brag about my boob size, um, which to be... If I had bigger ones, I would brag about it. But the cup is relative to the back size. <laughs> and I have the littlest back in the world. Mm-hmm. They're not that big. I'm spiraling. Danielle, you talk <coughs> for a moment. Well, I would like to say, Naomi, I know how big your boobs are because I see you on the regular. And also, since I went on the pill again, they have gotten bigger. Markles and my massive norks now. <laughs> okay. Well, that that is an uncomfortable nickname that I'm going to continue uh, calling you. When you come over, I'm going to talk about your massive norks. Yeah. As you should. I think I want massive Nork representation. What did I grow them for nothing? My God. Uh, well, you didn't <laughs> grow them for nothing. You grew them because, uh, like, one day maybe a baby will suck on them. <laughs> um, that's that's did my I tell theory. You about the time when my like first nephew was born, and then he was like breastfeeding on my sister. But I had been like sticking. He was like a. He was like so young, but just old enough to understand. Like I would poke my tongue out at him, and then he'd poke his tongue out back. But it was like yeah. he. He was like very very young, like two months old or something. But he could like mimic that, and then like I did it once when he was breastfeeding, and he started just like poking his tongue in and out of my <laughs> sister's nipple, and she was like, ah! <laughs> Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> Oh, best prank. Highly recommend that prank if you know a newborn baby who is breastfeeding. That seems like one of the most painful things in the world to me, breastfeeding. You know how they say that, like, yeah. if you're pregnant before you have the baby, you should, like, scrub your nipples with, I like, mean, hopefully a... you are pregnant before you have the baby. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to go a different route, which is fine too, <laughs> Naomi, you judgmental okay. bitch. <laughs> But you're probably not going <laughs> to breastfeed if that's the case. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. Cancel me left, right and centre. What are you saying? You have to rub your nipples up. You have to chafe them. Yeah, you're supposed to like, I guess, like use like a scourer or like a, like a, um, like a oh, very. Why did the camera go off just as you started just simulating for me what it's like to rub your nipple raw? <laughs> Yeah, well, apparently you're supposed to do it to get used to get your nipples used to something on it all the time because apparently it hurts so much. Oh my god, that yeah. Is... One of my sisters just gave up, um, which I supported because it sounds yeah. fucking horrendous. Sounds but then disgusting. you see you see people from like they're like breastfeeding so important. This is like I'm not judging anyone, but um, there's a lot of pressure on being a mother and like the right way to do it. And then this, I just saw this girl that I kind of know posted something about like breastfeeding is so important. I went through a year of agony, but I knew that it was important to keep going. And now breastfeeding's fine. So she went through a fucking year of multiple times a day. Just like, I can only imagine the amount of pain just because she knew breastfeeding was the right thing to do. I would just, I mean, if it's hurt, if it's hurting really bad, I would say be do what you want to do, but absolutely don't put yourself through that torture. If you know, 
Can you can you do like express? Well, milk? yeah, can and you, then like if you want it to be breast milk, does it an expressor hurt as much? Like if you want it to I be breast know. milk, I, you could probably still do it in a different way. I hate to tell you this, Danielle, but I've actually not breastfed at all. Um, Haven't I you? Mean, I was what? Breastfed. Are you telling me your giant I've... norks aren't filled with milk? <laughs> it. Wh- can you believe it? It's just breast tissue. Well, all from those little mosquito bites. That little disc of of tissue has grown into the beauties you see before you today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they are humongous. Um, but anyway, my poor sister reading shit like that and it's like, <laughs> do you love your baby? <laughs> uh, well, obviously you don't because you didn't go through a year of searing pain. Um, but I guess she's just a bad mother. Anyway. Um, All right. What else is up? <laughs> um, I don't think we have too much more I on, no. in the tank. I think we're both kind of, uh, I don't think we have much more. Maybe we should find something else to talk about next time before we do it. You know what Maybe, we should have done? Why don't we, we should review a fucking Christmas film or something. Yeah, we could do that. Um, There's or, so many bad Christmas films. Yeah, we, me and John have watched a few bad Christmas films recently. So um, we'll have to find one we haven't Why watched. Why don't we do that? What do you mean? What? Why didn't we do that? We can do that. I don't know. We, yeah, we we can do that, but we got to make sure we review next Sunday before I go to uh, Townsville. That's my Saturday. That's fine. Okay, cool. Perfect. I'm actually All right. living in the past. Well, everybody, send in your, um, your recommendations on a Christmas film you want us to review. If you don't, we'll just look one up we like. Or if we've seen the one you've sent in, we'll probably just look up a different one as well. So, just do what you want to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's well said, Danielle. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, did you pick a song for us? I did, and, and it's a Christmas so- song. Oh, shit. Christmas episode oh. song. <laughs> we just started talking about Christmas in the last, like, two minutes. All right, well. Well, I talked about going home for Christmas earlier and you talked about, um, you didn't talk about what you're doing for your Christmas. No, I don't know yet. I'm not going home, uh, which is actually a blessing because both mine and Mark's parents are divorced. So we always have to do four Christmases. Yeah, that fucking Um, sucks. I mean, it's nice seeing my family, but it's so tiring. So it'll be good to not have to drive so much. No (laughs) offense to any of my family who are listening. Um, just kidding. The only person who listens to this is my brother-in-law. No women in my family. Rude. Listen to the podcast. That's fine. All right. The song uh, for this week yes. is, a cl- is a classic. Um, it is called Jingle Bells. And? <laughs> what? It's called Jingle Bells. Kevin McLeod's done a Jingle Bells. Oh, that's great. So we've got Jingle Bells. And uh, the description that Kevin McLeod has left is loud manic sing-along but don't take a breath version recorded for a stage production. Oh, that's love. Don't take a breath version. Yeah, because it's quite fast. It's like... Um, Great. I can't wait. I I can't wait. Have you sung over it yet? No, I haven't. But I'll send it to you ASAP. Yeah. Um, we've got two new reviews. No. 
Um, one from Zoe Dalziel who says, better than the Auntie Donna podcast. Um, this might be the person who said <laughs> that the podcast was too mean. <laughs> Because they did mention that in their message that it's better than the Auntie Donna podcast, but only just because of how bitchy we are. Um, I like it about even with recaps with Mission Zach, um, which is a great podcast where they recap MasterChef season one. Have you been on it, Danielle? Um, They asked us to come on it a while ago, but then you went to the US and then I assume Zach is also in the US. Yes, randomly Zach is also here. Just a coincidence. Um, uh, it says, I think I just love recap podcasts where you insult the show. And I did love finding out Tarzo is a cavoodle. What kind of dog were you imagining? That's what I want to know. Um, yeah, message in. <laughs> Tell us if this podcast is kind of. Um, there's another one. Soph Waldron says, Keep, keeping me in the conversation at work. If you work with middle-aged women, this podcast is a must to keep you in the loop when they start discussing the latest episodes. I've definitely repeated a few things said by the girls to get me through. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it's a copyright violation, Soph Waldron, so we will be coming after you too soon. So sorry. We'll get our lawyers onto it. Yeah, so we'll just... Um, maybe our lawyers will talk to your lawyers. We'll figure out how to proceed and um, whatever monetary damages. We can just work that out via email. Um, Mm -hmm. great. Well, Danielle, it's lovely to talk to you. I've missed you. I've missed you too. There, I said it. There, I said it. I also said it. We're even. (laughs) All right, we're even, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I guess, um, follow the Instagram. I haven't really been tweeting, but you can follow it if you want. Um, and Facebook even less so. So follow the Instagram. (laughs) Um, I'm glad Mark isn't here today. He keeps filming me doing the songs. I don't know if you saw that, Danielle. No, but you know I'm never online. Okay, whatever. I'm sorry. I love you very much and I would love to see it, but tell Mark to DM me them and then I'll look at okay. them. Okay. Well, you would, they tat. He tat. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what? Let's not fight. It's Christmas. Okay. Okay. Merry Christmas and I love you. Merry Christmas, I love you. And Merry Christmas, and I love you to our beautiful listeners. Love you. Bye. Bye. Batch, 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 bitch. Naomi and Danielle. Batch, 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 bitch. Thanks for listening. Batch, 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 bitch. Time to have a chat about what a lovely year we've had or something else like that. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells. everyone there is no more maths ha Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.